July 27th, 2022. Let's talk tonight about saying Hagomel for a domestic trip. We're talking about the Berachav Hagomel, which many, if not all of us, are familiar with. Generally speaking, in our community, said at the Sefer Torah on Shabbat. It doesn't need to be said at the Sefer Torah. It needs to be said in the presence of ten men. Um, that could be done anywhere, at any time, and under any circumstance. But it's done specifically, I'm sure you're all familiar with the fact, when you return back from a trip. I'd like to talk about that detail, but specifically a domestic trip together with you. Which means to say, if you're traveling within America, what's the halacha with regards to when you returned? You went to, I don't know, Florida or something like that, and then you returned. Or alternatively, you went from Brooklyn to Deal. Do you need to, without an airplane, do you need to say Birkata Gomel? I'd like to talk about those sorts of situations. First and foremost, the sourcing. What is Birkata Gomel and where do we find it in the Gemara and in turn in Shohan Aruch? Well, the Gemara in Masech Berachot and Dafnundale Damudbet has a derasha from the Pesukim in Tehilim Perek Koftet. That Mizmor in Tehilim is the Mizmor we say on Pesach. Four times in the Mizmor, it mentions Yodul Adonai Hastov and Ifleotav Livnei Adam. We're all familiar with that, right? Although four times that it mentions those words are in four dire and difficult situations in which people were saved. As a result, say the rabbis, you see, those are, so to speak, our four paradigmatic cases of when you turn to God and you have to be thankful. Says the Gemara here, Amarav Yehuda, Amarav Arba'a Sirichin Lehodot. four individuals, in, under these circumstances we're going to describe, have to give Hoda'ah. It's called the Berkata Hoda'ah, Berkata Gomel. We know Berkota Mitzvot, for example, before you perform the Mitzvah of Lulav. You say, Asher Kiddishanu, B'Mitzvotah, V'Sivanu. That's a Berkata Mitzvah. We know other sorts of Berachot. Berkota Nehenin, before you drink water, you say, Shakol Niyabdvaro, and so forth. This is a birkata hoda'ah, you're being thankful to God, like mode'ani. This is a beracha arba'at sirichim lehodot, says Rashi, when, under what circumstances? Keshiyosi'im min hasakana, when they get out of the dangerous situation. What are those four, quote-unquote, objective circumstances? Number one, yorede hayam, people who travel in the ocean, holchem si. Literally, those who walk in the desert, that's the literal translation. Right? Harambam changes that word midbarot to a person who was sick and became cured. Of course, uh, what does that mean if I had the flu? If I had COVID, do I say berkat uh, hagomel? Not going to be an issue that we'll address, but I'll tell you right now, no. And lastly, a person who's who was incarcerated, who was stuck in jail, imprisoned, and then got out. Those are the four situations that the Gemara gives about objective sakana. When you get out, you have to be modeh. The one that we're going to focus on specifically and only in this class is Olchemid Barot. Says the Gemara, Olchemid Barot Minadan. What's the sourcing for those who quote-unquote go on a journey, they have a trip in the desert, that then when they return safely and they're no longer in danger, they have to say, Berkat HaGomel, Dikhtiv, Ta'u Bamidbar Bishimondarech Ir Moshev Lo Masau, 
ויסעקו על אדוני ויאדריכם בדרך ישרה יודו לאדוני חסדו. So the פסוקים there in, in the מזמור קט in תהילים describe people who are lost, people who are endangered on their journey, and God shows them the proper way, he gives them that swift uh, exit from danger, says the Gemara, after many lines in which it discusses the details with regards to this Biracha, the ten that I mentioned, the presence of Talmidei Hachamim, all these details are addressed, and I have on another occasion even talked about, because you know, on, on Shabbat very often, especially when people were traveling together, there's a long line to say Berkat HaGomel. For those of you who make it to Knis uh, by Kiryat Torah, you may notice that at the end of Kiryat Torah, there's oftentimes a long line of people who return back from business or something else. The question is, could you do Shomea Ka'onen, such a circumstance? Can one person do it for everyone who needs to say Berkat HaGomel? It's a separate class and separate conversation. There's ample grounds to, to argue and to state quite clearly that you can and for Torah Hasibur, it might be, you should. Anyway, says the Gemara, May Mevarech, what's the Berachah that you make? Amar of Yehuda, Baruch Gomel Hasadim Tobim. That's a truncated version, a shorter version than that we have. Gaon Mivilnath points out that Rosh and Rif have the following Nosach Baruch, Ata Hashem Okeinu Melech HaOlam, HaGomel LaHayavim Tobot Shegemalani Kol Tub. That's the words of the Beracha. You're turning to God and you're being thankful. Indeed, there is something you're supposed to be supposed to answer. We say, Keshem, the same way God gave you that, Gimilat Tov, so too he should give it to you, you know, going forward. Yes, sir. It seems like according to the source of the Pasuk that it doesn't seem to match the same way, same reason why we say it. They're saying it while they're in the middle of the desert. We say it. Great point. Great point, which is really the crux of this class. In other words, we don't necessarily want to be as specific and particular as you are in literal, actually in the desert. You know, as I said, Harambam changes the words. But it's dealing with a dangerous situation. When you and I, I don't, maybe not you, but when I go to Florida, I don't get all that nervous when I'm traveling. When I travel, although I'm a terrible driver, don't get, when, certainly when you're, not, when you're in school, it's asur for you to be, but even when you're dumb school, don't get behind the wheel with me in the car. Don't get in a seat with me in the car because I'm not a great driver. I haven't gotten in accidents, thank God, but I'm just not a great driver. Nonetheless, a drive from Brooklyn to Deal for me doesn't feel all that dangerous. Should I be saying a Berkat HaGomel? Now, I think, I could be wrong, I'd be hard-pressed to find one of you who make a Berkat HaGomel when you come from Brooklyn to deal, deal to Brooklyn. We'll have to question why that's any different than, I don't know, a flight to Florida, for example. But before we get there, we want to deal with, and that's really the question, what is it, under what circumstances are we saying Berkat HaGomel, what sort of trips? Rosh, Rosh, his name was Rabbeinu Asher ben Yechiel, is one of the major poskei uh, halacha, you'll find them right after the Gemara, in any standard Gemara with the commentaries in the back, Rosh is the first. How do you remember that Rosh is the first? Rosh is the head, that's right. His name was Rabbeinu Asher. He writes here in Siman Gima there in Perek Teta, Masechet Berachot, Nahagu the minhag be'ashkenaz u'besorfat. Ashkenazer is a reference to Germany. Sofat, of course, is France. When a person travels from one city to the next, meaning it's not a long-distance thing, or it even is a long-distance, but you're not going out of the realm and region that you were in. It's from one city to the other. They don't make Berkat HaGomel. Why not? Their opinion is, you hear that? It's only those who are in the deserts. 
meaning you left civilization or regal, because the danger that's present there are wild animals, bandits, going from a city to the next. I wouldn't say. He questions this, that Talmud Yerushalmi has the following amazing statement. Statement in Talmud Yerushalmi is all the derachim, any path, any journey you go out, set out on is sakana. Is, you can assume it's dangerous. Says Rosh, that's specifically for another, not beracha, but tefillah that we make, and that's called tefillah taderech. His suggestion, there it is, Melman, tefillah taderech is something that is a tefillah. Tefillah we offer to God under many circumstances. A beracha for hoda'a, for thankfulness, is almost like a korban toda. It's in specific circumstances. He distinguishes, again, between tefillah taderech, which we might be more lax on, but he says the Ashkenazic and French French custom was not to say Berkato Gomel from city to city. Already, we might already look back at the top of the page and say, the question we want to address is a domestic trip. You're within America. You're going from even one state to the next. You're not really going over oceans. You're not going through deserts. Certainly aren't wild animals. When you're up in the sky, I'd like to imagine, generally speaking, there aren't bandits either. The Ashkenazic approach to this probably would and should be no Berkato Gomel. But we've mentioned, again, that that's Ashkenaz and Sorfat. What about in that time period, the Sephardic Jewry? Sephardic Jewry was actually Sepharad at that time period. In Spain, Ramban, Rabbi Moshe ben Nachman, who was a rabbi in Spain and Barcelona, and source number three in his book, Torat HaAdam, looks at those words of the Yerushalmi, and he takes them very literally. Kol haderachim beheskat sakana. Talmud Yerushalmi says, all your journeys are to be assumed and presumed that... They're dangerous. As a result, he says, you want to know what you're supposed to do? Any journey, you need to have a hoda. You have to quantify that a little bit, because does that mean when you walk down the block, you're making berkata hoda, berkata gomel? Of course, he would say, no, we'll have to quantify that, and we will see in Shohan Aruch that the way to quantify that is it has to be a journey of a parsa. Parsa is a measurement which the rabbis state is about an hour and a fifth. How many minutes is that? 72 minutes. All right, we'll have to discuss what that means, 72 minutes. Is it a journey that if you walked it is 72 minutes? What if I'm on a jet or what if I'm on a donkey or on a car, whatever? But that's the quantification with regards to what's considered a derich. What we have, though, what just emerged for us is a mahloket between the rabbis and the customs of the Ashkenazic world some 800, 700 years ago in the Sephardic world. And as a result, Shohan Aruch will be no surprise for us. In Shohan Aruch, Ora Haim Siman Resh Yotet Sa'if Zayin, he writes, Be Ashkenaz ve Sorfat. In Germany and France, he's quoting from Rosh. They don't make a berachav, a gomel, when they go from city to city. It's only when it's through the desert, through the wilderness. It's where you'll find wild, dangerous animals and, and bandits and robbers. What about in Spain? Continues Aruch, and he quantifies as we did a moment ago. If it's a journey that's less than a parsa, we're calling that again seventy-two minutes. No beracha. The question is, 
and we'll answer it quickly without getting into the details with regards to how we determine that, or if we determine that, how, again, do you determine what a 72-minute journey is? Is a 72-minute journey if I was walking it, or if I was going on a transportation of back in the time of the Gemara, or 72 minutes, irrespective of what your transportation is, it's that 72 minutes. Is it 72 minutes I was able to go on the train, which went a lot faster than if I would have gone, I don't know, in my car, let's say that was the case, or I went on an airplane, Halachash or Hacham of Yosef and his Yabia Omer Halek Aleph, right? It goes by irrespective of how you're going, not by the distance per se, but rather by the d- time of the journey. That's how we objectify this, a 72-minute journey. Or if I go oh. from west 40 minutes and then I go back around. And you return. It's a, it's a round trip. We're going to go for all intents and purposes, although there's debate about pretty much everything with regards to this. It's on each way. So it's the journey. I mean, unless you have a quick turnaround, then we might quantify it differently. However... Again, as I said earlier, I mean, I don't know about you, but my drive from Brooklyn to Deal, generally speaking, a little bit more than 72 minutes. And I, yet, I don't make the Birkata Gomel. If I was following the strict Ashkenazi custom, we'd all say, of course you don't, it's Me'il Le'ir. But I'm not. So why not? If I'm Sfaradim, following the Sephardic Pesach Halakha, perhaps I should. And your mind says, so change your custom. It's an interesting perspective. There are, to the best of my knowledge, some people who will make a Birkata Gomel. We're going to discuss over the course of this class that the widespread, to the best of my knowledge, in our community custom has a lot of grounds to step on, to stand on with regards to not saying it in such a circumstance. Question? Why don't we see 72 minutes of that? Is that because it's the longest hour? It's a measurement that the rabbis use to designate a significant journey. That's really what it is. It's the measurement of a parsa. Of a we journey. say that for also eating? Oh, great. It's a significant time period, an hour and a fifth. That's how they quantify. Yes, Ralph? Uh, is the timing only because the longer you're there, the more chance you have of getting back? Absolutely. Their vision is a significant journey, which in turn would entail potential danger, is one that's 72 minutes for our purposes. We're calling it that. Okay, again, so that's our question, though. Our question is, we don't seem to be perhaps consistent on this, um, I, I'm not going to ask you what you do when you journey, uh, you know, on an airplane or something like that, but we'll try to get to the bottom of that as well. In source number five, it's a book called Knesset HaGedola. Knesset HaGedola spans back several hundred years. A rabbi from Turkey, he writes the following, Rabbi Haim Ben Benisti, he writes that, Yera'eli he begins by saying that the widespread custom, and again, he's in the Middle East, in his community, is not to make hagomil when they travel from city to city. I, what's that? Hang on. He says, I think the reason is because if already to begin with, there's a strand of thought, the Ashkenazic strand of thought, that we're not making beracha. They'll only make the beracha because there's an inherent danger, the bandits, the wild animals. Suggest Knesset HaGedola, it works as follows. The Spanish custom of making a beracha from city to city would only be and specifically is relevant in a circumstance 
wherein it might not be the same danger as hochem mitbarot, hayot raot, and listim, but it's only a notch below. And it's hard to objectify these notches, but we can accept that if we're going to say that from deal for our purposes to New York, that's me'ir le'ir, that far we wouldn't go. However, if we're dealing with a circumstance that's more of a distance, which in turn has more of a danger, so whereas an Ashkenazi, he will write, wouldn't say Berkatagomel because they didn't traverse through an actual desert, we would be comfortable doing so. That's his statement. Is that widespread and accepted in the Sephardic world? What's that? Sephardic. It's arguing that even the Sephardi approach to this would be accepting of the quote-unquote Ashkenazic idea in a time and age wherein from city to city is just not dangerous. Right? In other words, we're only going to put this into motion when there's an inherent danger, maybe not the same danger of bandits and wild animals, but it's got to be something more than he doesn't exactly tell us what that means, but he does say in his time period, this is several hundred years back, 300 or so years back, they're not making Hagomel against Shulchan Aruch. And that's seemingly a custom that's being practiced elsewhere as well, or at the very least, go on uh, an ongoing custom. And source number six is Sefer Hayim. Sefer Hayim is written by Rabbi Hayim Palachi. Rabbi Hayim Palachi was, uh, describes his time in Kushta. Kushta is in Turkey, right? He writes, tells you two names of places. I don't know. Wikipedia. Then, Balat le Koskongok. All right, and then he gives you other names of places. I'll, I'll leave that to you guys to map it out. Ralph, I, I'm expecting a map with all the uh, coordinates for this um, after the class. Anyway, he says, you should be saying Berkat HaGomel. He says, the minhag is not to make Berkat HaGomel because we do this every day. Do you understand the designation? It's a situation where it's not irregular. Do you understand what he's stating? That's the deal to New York. If it's not an irregular journey, hard to quantify exactly what irregular is, but deal to New York, we know, the deal to Brooklyn is regular journey. That's, and I'm already revealing my cards to you, that's the distinction between a trip to Florida and a trip from deal to, 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 uh, to Brooklyn. One is on an airplane. That's yeah. just not a regular journey. It just isn't. That's not something that's regularly done. The other one is from one city to the next. That's not to say that not that everyone's going to agree with what we're stating. Hacham Ovadia Yosef will in a few moments see, will tell us that if you're going from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim, assuming the journey is more than 72 minutes, you have to make Berkat Gomel. I'm only reflecting and describing what, generally speaking, to my knowledge, is the custom in this community? Yes. If so, if someone like has like a business in in, in like Miami uh, and like he flies like every week, he comes back every weekend. Is that? It's an interesting question. So Stephen's asking, we're talking about it being an irregular journey. There's no simple answer to that question. I will tell you, my father's rabbi, for example, Rabbi Salavechik, not Ashkenazic to begin with. Okay, so we. Nothing wrong with that. Just in the context of our halakha, it's already more stringent on this issue with regards to not saying it. But he had that logic. He would come from Boston on a weekly basis. 
he felt there was not that irregularity yeah. to the extent that he should be making that beracha. In source number seven, Maran HaChidar, Bihayim Yosef David Azulai, in his book, Le David Emet, that's taking us forward. Some decades, he writes, Nahagu kesholchim bayam ha'ir lekfarim shelo levarech, vechen, nahagu shelo levarech im holchim bayabasha, if you're walking, if you're traveling on dry land, im hamakom karov, if it's close, afshu yoter meparsa. In other words, if it's close, and the distance as a result is not dangerous, even though it's more than a parsash, Hanaruch would seemingly be telling us to say it. He says, you don't say it along those lines in the book Aruch HaShulchan, which brings us forward several more decades in the Ashkenazic world, but talking about the Sfaradi Halacha, He says, in our time, doesn't make sense to make Berkat even for long-distance travel, unless you're going through a desolate area over a sea, through a sea. If you're on dry land and there's there's uh, inhabitants, there's people on the sides, there's stores, there's there's homes. He's speaking even for Svaradim on that matter. It comes to the fore and the closest to our generation with regards to Pesach Halacha in She'elot to Shibot Or Lesion Chelek Bet here in Perek Yodalit in source number nine. That's Hacham Ben Siona Bashaul. We've mentioned his name on more than one occasion. He was the head of Yeshivat Porat Yosef. He was for many years the Hevrutav in their youth with Hacham Ovadia Yosef. He was a towering personality with regards to Halacha. He writes that the Halacha is that Bizman Hazeh. Unlike the words of Shohan Aruch, since today, the travel from city to city is not really filled with those uh, dangers and those, uh, those difficult uh, journeys where you're uncertain what's going to happen. No berkat gomel. Of course, you might ask the question. It's an important question. What about car accidents? That's an important question. Maybe car accidents, that's what you wanted to ask him. I'm sorry, I didn't give you a chance. You would have been shining because it was Shreem's question. What about car accidents? His argument, although we'll see, there will be those who might disagree. He says car accidents was never part of this Birkat HaGomel. When the Gemara, I know they didn't have cars. I know they didn't really have animals that were going to be bumping into each other per se and damaging. But he says the concept of this Birkat HaGomel was that there's going to be some sort of external force that's out of your control to the extent that, I don't know, it's just different than a car accident. That's what he suggests. And it, he goes further, as do others, and they say, if we're going to include car accidents as the danger that would make us say Berkat gomel, then why should I, how could I distinguish between driving from my home to the Knees today? It may have been a five-minute drive, but ultimately speaking, I could have gotten in a car accident. Does it have to do with the distance, per se? Statistically speaking, all I remember, whether it's a legend or not, is that the majority of car accidents take place within a very close radius of your home. That's right. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but assuming it is, or even the fact that we wouldn't be surprised if it was, other than it's pretty crazy and ironic, the idea being, so if that's the case, we should all, maybe that's the ad absurdum claim, and we say, yes, always say Berkata Gomel. Really? Always say Berkata Gomel? Then you lost any of the potency to the Berachat. Uh, maybe you'll say, no, highways are different. 
All right, hard then to, to slice it and determine how and when this would be relevant. In source number 10, along those same lines, as a contemporary rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhak Rasabi, in his book, She'elot Teshubot Olat Yitzhak Chelek Bet, here in Siman Peh, he writes, It seems to me that specifically there, even in the time of Shohan Aruch, maybe there weren't as many wild animals in the days in the mid-16th century, whether in Spain or in Svat. Maybe there weren't, but the roads were more desolate. That's just the reality. As we go on in life, we're more inhabited. And as a result, there's less danger. How often are you on the road and it's actually empty? I'll tell you when. If you drive from New Jersey to Brooklyn at like 3.30 in the morning, it's a beautiful drive. You should only get the right sleep beforehand. It's a clean and swift drive without seeing anyone along the way. Maybe that's actually a little dangerous if you don't see anyone along the way. But that's the only time you don't enter. You know, any normal circumstance, any normal person who doesn't do that ridiculous feat like me. And any normal person is, is, is seeing, seeing cars along the way. So then what's the difference between being on the highway where there's cars around you and being on your block or in your neighborhood? Maybe Rahman Maybe it's because of car accidents. So we have no reason to distinguish. Yes, Moshe. So what's the uh, what's the danger that if we're saying that car accidents are not one of the dangers that we're not arguing that they're not one. They're saying that we can't or shouldn't quantify it as, as a, a reason to say bekata so, so what about flying? Right. So the only distinction you can make with flying, it's a great question, especially because I'm told, statistically speaking, there are less casualties on an airplane, significant than in cars, might be. But ultimately speaking, we're talking about statistically speaking. I'm not talking about how often it happens. Statistically, for each person, there's more of a safety on an airplane than in a car. However, I think the distinction is that that is less irregular. Right. In other words, or it's more irregular, rather. In other words, the 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 concept that was setting forth for sefarad for the again Ashkenazim avoid this whole thing. Ashkenazim say from city to city. I'm not saying it. So the only time I'm going to say it is on a long distance journey. All right, long distance journey is really out of the norm and more prone to casualties and difficulties and dangers. However. When it comes to, irrespective of whether an airplane or a drive, I'm consistent on that, and I'm not saying it. For Svaradim, you're right. If you're going to be fully consistent, quote-unquote, you're saying it under all circumstances where you have a 72-minute journey. You might want to question, and it's an interesting question. I'm not sure it's actually relevant, although the post-game do discuss it. Is it from when you exited the city, right, and began in between the cities, or is it even when you're inside the city? In other words, from Brooklyn to New Jersey, how much time are you on the highway? But I think it's a hard sell like that because the highways as well have things all the time on the side. You have the rest stops, you have people all around you. Hard to make that distinction, although that's been made as well. The only and the best explanation I have, unless you're going to go to the opposite extreme and argue that Svaradim today shouldn't even for a flight from Florida, which the argument could be there, but for those who are noheg, and that's the widespread, just look at any synagogue on Shabbat, all the Birkata Gomils, unless it's all traveling to China, I think many are within America, the concept over there is it's a difference between the regularity 
and the regularity in turn, the fact that this was irregular, it's almost an expression of my feeling of danger. I'm not used to this being a journey. I'm not used to be used to doing this. I felt more of a journey, even if statistically speaking, they're not so different. That would be, and to the best of my knowledge, is the greatest explanation to distinguish in question. Is annual considered regular or irregular? I, I would imagine you're saying Bekata Gomel there as well. Regular means this is what I do consistently. You want me to fully give you, I can't, you know, but I would I would say annually. Yeah. Okay, so is this the only approach to the matter? No, far from it. There are many who disagree and suggest that again, even from a journey from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim, let's call it from Deal to Brooklyn, or uh, from Brooklyn to, I don't know, uh, Connecticut or something like that, you would say, but I'm driving, and it was an hour and a half ride. You would. This is a rabbi from Jerba, from uh, Tunisia. He writes, He cites initially from Biakov Haim Sofer, that's Kafa Haim, who writes that the Minhag is, as we said, against Shohan Aruch, not to make Birkata Gomel. He says, if you look into the sourcing, and that brings us backward to the earlier sourcing that we had on the first side of the page, sources five, six, and seven. Remember the rabbis from Turkey, to be Haim Yosef, David Azulai. If you look carefully at their words, none of them are quote unquote so excited about this. All of them are describing nobody makes the Beracha. They're not all saying, don't make the Beracha. They're saying, we don't make the Beracha. Maybe this is the reason why. As a result, he argues, all right, so they were all apologizing the Minag. If you have the opportunity in his mind to change that minhag, to set it in the appropriate way, and he might even be dealing with what was a reality in his time, that they're already making that berkat gomel you should continue doing so. Source number 12, a rabbi from Morocco, yes? Rabbi, it seems that the main proponent of, of berkat gomel is actually getting pleasure out of in your own emotions. As in like, when we get back, it's the three days, which is what like the most opportune time to say. It is right. It seems like the regular... Reg- it's the time during which you feel it most. Absolutely an emotional yes, dimension. which is why they... Reg- right, that's the argument. Yes, right, with, with correct. Things, so. Correct, beautiful. So so Sam, with his knowledge that the most opportune time says Shohan Aruch is within three days, however it should be mentioned, if it's not within three days, you continue to say it. Nonetheless, this is why within those three days, because there's an emotional dimension where I feel most thankful. I feel, and it's most imminent with regards to my emotional expression. He says, well, that might in turn... Uh, He's, he's highlighting and suggesting that this irregularity being the, the, the difference between uh, I flew over, an, or not even over an ocean, or I drove it uh, from one place to the other, and they were both 72-minute journeys, that would be the distinction as to how I experienced it. However, this Moroccan rabbi who uh, suggests, and he writes that the custom and the practice in Morocco, and he's, he's a late, he passed away in the last uh, several decades, he writes the Moroccans from city to city would make Berkat HaGomel. He says that is the proper custom. I know there are those who disagree with it, but, quote-unquote, they're wrong. Hacham Ovadia Yosef, in several places, most recently in Hazon Ovadia Hilchot Berachot, here on page Shin Samech Zayin, source number 13, he writes, Behasalikna, Behanachitna, I began, I'm ending with the following, Shahanosea b'mechonit, explicit, you're going in a car, Meir le'ir, bekol rechveh even though you're within one country, Israel, v'yesh b'nesiyato kishi'ur sha'a v'chomesh, shivim u'shtayim dakot, and there is, over the course of that journey, 72 minutes, Yevarech hagomel. Now, there happens to be, ironically, a debate amongst the poskim about saying Berkat HaGomel on an airplane, period. After all, the Gemara talks about, the Pesukim talk about, Hochei Midbarot. 
And so we sh- should we extend that to airplanes? But the consensus of the vast majority of poskim, uh, going over water. So you want to say it's like a boat. It's yore dehayam, but it's yore dehayam. But ultimately speaking, the general consensus of the rabbis is of the poske halacha, as we say it for airplanes as well. I'm just saying the irony that for the, in our community we do it specifically for an airplane. There's a question of for an airplane you should at all. Yes, Stephen. Uh, I feel like a Moroccan rabbi is more like an exception to the Sephardic opinion because like no Moroccans usually follow the Ashkenazic opinion anyways. It's an interesting point. Stephen says he's not he's not impressed by the fact that the Moroccans are in this direction. I hear you. I'm just pointing out yeah. that there. I'm not. I'm not building the argument for you to change. I'm just explaining there are many Middle yeah. Eastern Jews and communities who were steadfast in this approach. Rabbi Moshe Levi in source number 14 in his book Birkat Hashem and Chilek Dalit, Rabbi Moshe Levi was a rabbi in Bnei Barak. He died at a young age, but that's the yeshiva of Jerbin uh, Jewry and yeshivat Kisera Hamim. He writes, He goes through many of the issues we address. He says, however, today, What's the argument for doing it? Why would you say you say bekatakumil? Shinosim be mechoniot ve autobusim, we go in cars, we go in buses, ubenisiot shimihutzla ir harbebne adam nosim bimhirut mufrezet. There's this distinction. He says specifically when you're going from city to city, that's how he'll distinguish between within the city, highways are more dangerous. Again, you'd need to quote unquote, if you want to be scientific about this, do this statistically. But Sam will remind us we're not doing this statistically. We're doing this with regards to emotions. You were on the highway, and someone cut you off. Your heart starts beating. You feel this was more of a dangerous journey. Whether, again, when we look back at your life and we determine which one was the more dangerous journey, whether it was there or not, it has to do with the irregularity. It has to do with the expression that you have with regards to your feelings of danger. Because, again, to the ad absurdum other end, every moment of our life. quote-unquote performs miracles on a constant basis. Look no further than Ramban Nachmani's words in Parashat Bo, where he describes the only difference between Yisiyah Mitzrayim and every moment of our life is how much, how great and grand the miracle is. But to argue that every second of our life is not some sort of divine intervention, again, philosophically speaking, we could discuss exactly what that means. But there is mechadesh b'tuvo b'chol yom tamid ma'aseh b'reshit. So maybe I should make b'katuk mobil now, and now, and now again, and again. Ah, we draw a certain line. We're trying to figure out. Ra'uy l'bnei svarad, he says, therefore, l'varech b'katuk mobil im al-kol panim nasiu shivim shtayim dakot mechut zahir. It's a 72-minute journey outside the city. Chen no'agim b'smanenu rabim u'shlemim. He says, in fact, that is the widespread custom to his mind. In Shailot Shabbat Harishon, this Yon Halek Bet Siman Kafzain, that's the current chief rabbi of Israel, the Sephardic chief rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef, he, of course, well, maybe not, of course, but. Yes, of course, agrees with his father's opinion on this that even from city to city, I'm reminding you again. It would appear to me that according to source 15, moving backward, 14, 13, 12, 11. Each of those, to the best of my knowledge, would perhaps argue that going from Brooklyn to Deal, you should be making Berkata Gomel. I don't know why they would distinguish, per se, if it was an everyday experience. And as a matter of fact, they do talk about that if there's a taxi driver who every day is going from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv once a week. But once a week, you're saying it, not every single day. But by extension to our circumstance, they probably would say 
unless they're distinguishing that it's very close to 72 minutes and it's not all on the highway, but they might actually tell you that you should be saying Bekata Gomil, which again, to the best of my knowledge, and I'm happy about that because I do think it's the proper approach, our community has not accepted that sort of approach. We don't make, by and large, a Bekata Gomil. He writes here in source number 15, uh, he begins by quoting from Hazonish. Hazonish, his name was Rabbi Avraham Yeshaya Karolitz, and he wrote, and he, or he said rather, and it's quoted in his name more than one place, the truth is, perhaps you should say the Katagomel for a drive down the block. Now, did he actually mean that? Was he actually doing it? I don't know, but to make the argument that from city to city you should be doing it, you begin with a big name who says, whether he's serious in the full extent with the Bezshem Machut and all that sort of business, uh, he thought even in that circumstance. He continues and he writes uh, from Rav Kook here in the third uh, line of the second paragraph. He says, he says, in today's day and age, where a boat ride is not per se dangerous, nonetheless, it's called davar shabiminyan, we accept this as a halacha, even if there is zero quote-unquote danger. This is just what we do. He says, Mikol Shekin, and certainly if there is some danger, so he's building his argument and he's staying first and foremost, yeah, down the block. Furthermore, this is a takana from the rabbis, perhaps. He says, therefore, I'm going to disagree with my father's friend and Hebrew source number nine. And I'm going to say that the takana was for the general danger of a journey. Each generation has their own Right, each generation has its own danger. So the danger then was hayot raot velistim, and the danger today is teunat derachim. It's the danger of car accidents, and tomorrow's danger might be that your automatic car is gonna mishandle itself. Whatever it is. His suggestion is if it's a 70, the flying car might dis- misfunction. His point is nonetheless is clear, I think, with regards to its consistency. I'm not telling you that it's that it's convincing to the extent that you should adapt it, but what I am suggest adopt it, but I, I am telling you is his argument is if it's a 72-minute journey following his father, Chacham Obadiah Yosef's approach, you're making Berkata Gomel Moshe. Um, if we say that, if we say that it's about human emotion. Everyone has different emotions, and I thought came It's of course you're right. This is an objectifying of the general emotional uh, 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 situation of that person. You know, I, I'm, I, what I mean is, for example, we're mentioning only four circumstances. What about you decided this was dangerous? Do you say Bekatagomel? Shohanaruch says you don't. Why not? I thought it has to do with my emotion. I'm not saying your emotion. We're saying we're kind of objectifying. We're trying to figure out in what sort of circumstances does the average person experience it as a dangerous situation what is that well it's generally speaking when it's an irregular journey that's that's how we're suggesting it not that you determine and decide that on your own just to very briefly summarize what they deal with issues afterwards to briefly summarize what we discussed over the course of the classes number one 
we dealt with what is Berkat HaGomel, the Gemara and Masech Berachot and Dafnun Dalet, which describes for us the four people who are obligated to say Berkat HaGomel. What is it? It's this Beracha, HaGomel HaYavim Tobot, Shegemalani Kol Tub. And the Gemara mentioned most specifically for us the Hochem Midbariot, the people who walk and journey in the desert. So we're going to focus on that. We saw it was a Mahlok between Svaradim and Ashkenazim several hundred years ago about whether Me'ir Le'ir, from a city to a city, where there's less of a danger, where you're not going through desolate ground in between, where there aren't the bandits and the wild animals, whether you make it or not. Sfaradim, yes. Ashkenazim, no. I do remember someone telling me, a very religious Jew I met in Israel, who uh, lived in uh, Halab, and he told me that the rabbis told us, and we always did it, if we went from Halab to Damascus, and that's a car ride, maybe a mule ride, I don't know how they did it. They made Birkat HaGomel, which is very interesting, because again, by extension, it would be from Brooklyn to Deal, which I don't know that people do it. You're right, a different world. Maybe it was more dangerous there. I don't know the answer to that question either. How often was it done? Uh, but I'm just mentioning it in context. It came to mind. I remember exactly uh, where he told me that. Like, I can, get, I can make it to Deal in 60 minutes. But because of speed limit and traffic, I get. We're gonna talk. I got you, and, and and it's an interesting question. In other words, if the airplane, so it, when 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 Chacham Vadya Yosef says it, he says ki shivayim mushtaim dakot. He says it's it's about you're not looking at your watch and setting the timer and so forth. In other words, what is the general? I would say the journey from you, you might say it's only because of of traffic. I don't know that that will change anything. In other words, it's going to be 72 minutes. I don't know when there was COVID and lockdown type of things. I was very swift. I think I did it in you know 61 minutes. There was nothing. There was no one on the roads. But you're right. In a normal world, it's going to be about 72 minutes. At the end of the day, it just depends on how long your journey was. Right. No, but again, his argument is I got there in 65 minutes. I got there pretty quickly. No, it's not. You're not. No, you're going to go based on the general journey. You're going to say this is a journey that should take about 72 minutes. Uh, you sped a little bit. It was more dangerous. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway, so, so, so what we continue to do over the course of the class is to trace the acceptance or lack thereof in the Sephardic Middle Eastern world. We saw that several sources from the 1700s and late 1600s into the late 1700s were all writing that the Sephardim, the Eidot Mizrach, the Middle Eastern Jews, were not making Berkat HaGomel in these situations. We were wondering why. The suggestion of Knesset HaGedolah was because the Takana of this Beracha was specifically when there is something beyond just a long journey. And as a result, Me'ir Le'ir maybe once upon a time had a little bit more of a, of a danger. We don't have that any longer. The extended words with regards to that were, and we saw this once or twice mentioned, whether this is a regular journey or not. It was for that reason that when we discussed the halakha and we saw that the haronim, most specifically, on one hand, saying that from city to city, you shouldn't make berkata gomel, you'd have to imagine that he would be very clear and staunch that from Brooklyn to deal, that's a ridiculous question. Nonetheless, might accept, he does accept that on an airplane it's different. It's irregular. Whereas Hacham of Adya Yosef would say, even from city to city, you make Birkata Gomel. However, Halachal Ma'aseh, for this class, in my opinion, for our community with regards to the practice, and I think we gave it ample grounding and understanding, is that if it's a journey from city to city, we don't say Birkata Gomel. If it's in car, if it's a journey from state to state, and you went on an airplane, even though the journey was just two hours or so, even though it felt very safe, we will say a berkata gomel in that circumstance, even if 
I'll go further. You do that on a weekly basis. There's room and ground for discussing. There's room and ground for arguing that you wouldn't in such a circumstance. But keep in mind, how are we going to determine whether that's regular? Generally speaking, in the community, people will say, Berkat HaGomel, and I accept, and I give a stamp of approval if they're going even on a weekly basis. That's not an everyday journey. That's not a drive which is felt as if it's regular. You have to drive to the airport. You have to get onto the airplane. You feel that you're less in control. And as a result, the minhag again stands, and in my mind is a proper and appropriate one with regards to this halacha. We've accepted and embraced the minhag of Hachmeh Sefarad, of the communities of Sefarad of Ramban Nahmani that Shohan Aruch mentions in Siman Resh Yotet. However, we've drawn a line. We've distinguished between just, quote, a regular journey, we call that in the car, even on the highways, and a journey that's less regular on an airplane, the regular one, no Berkata Gomel, the one on the airplane, yes, Berkata Gomel. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen.